The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire, call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square, push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon, tolerate diversity of thought, control their childlike emotional impulses, stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unmentionable Podcast, your favorite podcast every Friday on all players and YouTube. Please give us a second and go on iTunes and write a five-star review. If you send it to the show or you DM it to me or Shivy, then we'll run a little contest where we'll call some of you, preferably late at night while you're masturbating. Yes. We'll try and time it perfectly. Especially when you're masturbating. Yeah. And we will uh, send you a little, uh, or we'll give you a call. If you don't answer, we'll leave you a voicemail. So five stars on iTunes. And please, please, please subscribe on YouTube. I saw a couple more of you did. Just hit the button. It really helps the show. This is a clip of the leader of the free world that should really give you a taste of the level of simulation that we're currently in. Um, this is Joe Biden talking about a seven-year-old girl. I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. I look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Okay, so uh, the exact quote is, I love those barrettes in your hair. Man, I'll tell you what. Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there like a little lady with her legs crossed. And that was to a seven-year-old. This is why they don't let him talk to the press. And it also isn't helping the stereotype that all rich people are in some pedophile cult and, you know, Epstein and they all fuck people on islands and senators and governors and Prince Edward, Andrew, blah, 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 is not helping that. Um, but man, I don't know. I don't know. I just wait for a new Biden gaff every week and I'm like, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, um, I just, we want to get to our guest. Um, he's a biohacker. Uh, his name is Ari Rastigar. Uh, he's a very successful real estate tycoon who puts his body through a regimen of vitamins, hyperbaric chambers, uh, stem cell therapy, which is not FDA approved. So he has to go to Mexico very fascinating uh, interview coming up with him. So we just want to go a little short on the intro, but um, I am going to play you a clip. Uh, so there's two clips. They're spliced together. The f this is Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, denying that the virus is man-made and then quickly, 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 because now it's just too much to handle, uh, trying to backtrack and say, Oh yeah, I always I knew always knew that was in the realm of possibilities. Hit it. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, it's very very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. So I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No, actually I that's the point that I said. No, I'm not convinced. Uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China. So I'm not going to sit here and gloat, even though God knows I want to. <laughs> but, you know, anyone who's a hater 
and uh, thinks that I'm whatever you've called me, whatever these people call me. I don't really know. I don't read anything about me online. But whatever they said to me, I got to say, I'm wrong. I'm going to be wrong on a lot of things. But I will say I have dug my ass off through this COVID stuff and I have been right on a lot of shit. Okay, so you want to say I'm wrong on this. And again, I'm going to be wrong on other stuff. But like being a nerd sometimes who doesn't pay attention to the mainstream news has its upsides. Yeah. And the Fauci emails are, are really indicative of how brutally split our culture is right now. Um, the conservatives are acting like he admitted in the email to making the virus with his cum. And the liberals <laughs> are acting like <laughs> I wonder if he still comes. It's probably just us. The liberals are acting like there is nothing in there of significant note. And this is what I've hammered home so many times on the show, not just like not to trust the mainstream media because they get shit wrong all the time. The right const the right downplayed how severe COVID was in the beginning. The right constantly downplays climate change. It's just a uh, onslaught of disinformation and on the left they've been wrong on brian sicknick being killed by a fire extinguisher they've been wrong about russiagate they were wrong about the steel dossier and they're definitely wrong this time about questioning anybody who wanted to question look into the lab leak theory was a crockpot idiot conspiracy theorist tinfoil person and now it's too big to hide and the things in the fauci emails that he has admitted to are things on this show that I have said were true, like asymptomatic transmission being very rare, mm -hmm. confirmed by Fauci in those emails, confirmed by WHO. And we are living in the twilight zone because that is the basis of the lockdowns. Never in the history of the planet have we taken healthy people and quarantined them. That is the basis of what we've done. We've taken healthy people, people who have already been infected, people who have been vaccinated, and we've just made them hide um, knowing that asymptomatic transmission is very rare. The China study, 10 million people they did, none of them got COVID from from asymptomatic transmission. Okay, the other thing Fauci admits in that emails is that retail masks don't really work to provide the protection, okay? Yeah. So, so he's on record now saying that, and he's on record saying the asymptomatic thing, and he's also on record in those emails with his colleagues entertaining the idea of the lab leak when day after day after day he went on the media and said it was not in the realm of possibilities. And you just saw him do a complete 180. And the problem with the emails coming out for him uh, under the Freedom of uh, Information request is that now his trail is obvious. And this is from his coworker. His coworker sends him an email on... January 31st, and they've been tasked, I guess, with looking into the virus, and he says, um, the unusual features of the virus make up a really smart, small part of the genome, so one has to look really closely at the sequences to see that some of the features are potentially engineered. Mm -hmm. So that's January 31st, 2020. Okay, so that's, that's over a year ago. So writes that email to Fauci, and then there's a bunch of emails back and forth that say, like, we need to talk. I guess they don't want to have it on email. One of them is sending them PDFs that say gain-of-function research on it, which is what happens potentially at the Wuhan Institute, potentially funded by the taxpayers, but it's looking like it's leaning that day, leaning that way. And this is how they play politics, because the exact next day, that person, Dr. Christian Anderson, is on Twitter a day after he sent that email to Fauci saying it's potentially engineered, and he's responding to a reporter that was citing Senator Tom Cotton, and he's saying, thanks for looping me in, Tara. I had a quick look at the link, but the analysis are completely flawed and wrong. They can safely be ignored. 
So he's saying one thing on publicly, and he's saying another thing to his colleague, Dr. Fauci. So I'm just saying this is not how innocent people behave. And he also, just yesterday, um, after deleting more than 5,000 tweets, deleted his entire account. A guy who received a multi-million dollar NIH grant. Oh, my God. So this will be interesting. Wow. We will have to pay attention, but I really didn't wish that we just lived in a time where people were concerned with the truth, where journalists were not virtue signaling. They they don't want to look into the origins of COVID because they might be called racist. If everybody mm. wasn't so divided, um, we could just have a society in which people would look into these things. But, you know, now it's everything so scrambled that it's like, I don't even know where you get your information. But I think at some point, these the cracks in this story... Not just the lab leak, but asymptomatic transmissions, efficacy of lockdowns. The cracks become too big that those journalists that were pretending like it was no big deal and they were sticking with one narrative, they start to look stupid. And this is the problem with partisan news. Because when you play the partisan game, whether I'm Fox News or MSNBC and I only serve one group, by nature, you will have to miss the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Because your role is you're a dissemination, you're a marketing firm. Your goal is basically to turn to your audience and appease them, placate them with the information they need. So we never, on the left, we could never look into the lab leak thing because that was associated with Trump. So we're not even going to touch that. And so now you're in a situation where they look stupid, where Vox is going in and changing old articles. Washington, was it the Washington Post is going in, changing old headlines. Media outlets are changing old headlines because... They realized they took this partisan journey and didn't. it was a dereliction of duty. They did not do their job as journalists, and their job is just to deliver the truth to the public, unvarnished, nonpartisan. And this is the problem with the news now is that when our parents were younger, it used to just be the news. Mm-hmm. It used to just be you would watch, be able to watch the news, and they weren't playing some crazy game with you. Mm-hmm. And these places are failing. CNN has lost over half their audience now. Everything's moving online. And that's the only thing that's that's heartening to me is that the shows like The Jimmy Doors or The Hill, which I think is now called Breaking Points, which is just this kind of neutral political show, or the journalists like Matt Taibbi or Glenn Greenwald are doing great. Mm-hmm. They're doing great right now because they don't play these games. And I really do think deep down people are starting to really see through it. Like even my most liberal friends are saying i cannot watch cnn anymore i just see through all the garbage now i see through how fake they are and i just want reality i just want to be able to make my own decisions i don't want decisions told to me telling me how to think and so i just think this whole thing is like i could sit here and gloat and be like well done jordan and i probably will a little privately (laughs) (laughs) but i really the whole lesson in all of this is just what i've always said is you have to consume different sources of media and you have to go into things with an open mind and you have to look at empirical data uh and you have to look at scientific papers i mean for christ's sakes i mean it's like we talked on the show about how COVID had circulated through uh potentially three billion three billion plus infections that's something nowhere is found right now there are people you don't see on cnn you don't see it on any of these things these are scientific papers from esteemed people from stanford saying that it's ripped through and so if i can find that on a reddit subreddit and find those papers and i can find the papers about the efficacy of cloth masks and i can find papers about asymptomatic transmission the danish study the china study like all this stuff fauci admitting it the who admitting it um 
if I can find that stuff as a comedian, that's a problem because that is not my job. Like I'm here to my job is to make people laugh and I really don't like to kind of just do this. But I mean, I've got to this desperate part now where I'm just like, I just want the truth. Yeah. And no like I really just there. want the truth. I really I don't care about partisan games. If it's coming from a right wing outlet, but it's true, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are things that Trump was right about that people just dismissed. He was the person that was floating the lab leak theory. Yeah. And every and, and, and it's like Trump says a lot of dumb shit and a lot of fake shit. But you can't just live off of everything Trump says is fake because within that mix, there's one thing that was true, and that is the lab leak. And so if you care more about being anti-orange man and all that rather than finding out the origins of a virus from a country which is not an ally, then you're lost. You're lost now. You've got, you're, you're beyond now. And I feel sorry for people like that. It's very similar to the person I talked about last week that texted me to tell me I'm a terrible person. Oh, and then his main gripe, main gripe with me talking about how he's a pseudo-intellectual is that I didn't promote his show. What the fuck? Yeah. I said, you know what? After the verbal lashing I gave you, I don't think my audience is going to be running in droves to listen to your substandard no. content. Just yeah. a thought. Anyway... That's all I wanted to say on that. I want to get to Ari Rastigar, a 39-year-old real estate tycoon who does not have the body of a five-year-old. When the media said he was a five-year-old, it's just these headlines are like, Ari with the you know body of a five-year-old. And it's just like I get a visual of like a five-year-old body with that, with that head of his on top. Like these UK tabloids, which are going to write about our show, so I can't talk too much shit about them. But they, I mean, they're kind of ridiculous at times. Now, if they write an article, we'll go into this episode and delete that section. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But he's going to come on. He's going to talk about his routine. He's going to talk about his vitamins. He's going to talk about his uh, blood tests. He's going to type, go to Tijuana to do stem cells, his concerns, his reasonings. Honestly, I don't think he's that much of a kook. I think he sells it as I'm investing in myself. And if I do these things, I get more longevity. I get more time with my kids. I live a better life. I don't think he's I don't think he's out there uh, with these things. So check out this interview with him. And then uh, if you have a couple minutes, uh, you want to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast. We're not going to do a Patreon episode this week, but there's hours and hours and Mm. hours of content on there. Some of it is more enjoyable than the main show because I'm always dancing around these YouTube censors. Yeah, I don't think this is a long-term solution, frankly, because I, you guys want me to speak my mind. I want to speak my mind, and honestly, the Facebook was blocking people from talking about the lab leak, and God, now they're saying that you can talk about it. That's nice. Yeah. So we censored you for six months when it might have been the truth, and now we're going to let you talk about it on our platforms. Because now the mainstream platforms are accepting that it might be the truth. Because the right people are talking about it. Yeah. The approved people are talking about it. So unfair. I mean, one of the guys that was talking about the lab leak, go look this up. Use DuckDuckGo. Uh, <laughs> look this up. One of the guys was talking that it was man-made was the Nobel Prize winning scientist that discovered HIV. Yeah, you've said that. He was one of the, the in, I was reading that and they were in, and even he was mm-hmm. demonized by people. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, how much more credible do you need of a source of someone to, someone like that? You need a celebrity slash a politician face saying that shit, except, like... Trump said it, people trashed him until like the, you're right, the right people need to say it and then 
and it's then just people getting like, to this to weird it, yeah I, I don't want to when people ask me my political leanings and stuff like that i don't i don't like groups i don't like source bias mm. i don't like group think i don't like groups i don't want to be part of a group i think the lgbt community for all not as a whole but like the leaders of the lgbt community are politically motivated it's identity politics run amok i don't mm. like i don't like groups it that you don't live a a life like a a great life being associated with a group yeah. yeah because you don't you're in the echo chamber but also just like it's not a fulfilling life where you learn from other people oh, that yeah. you disagree with and stuff like that so i encourage people to just sort of stay free thinker and you kind of have to fight that tribalistic nature in you to like we're herd animals so like that's why people lionize people like andrew cuomo because when you're in a disaster mm. our body goes like who's our leader who's gonna save us yeah and meanwhile he's finger banging his intern so I mean, wow, <laughs> and still and still won't resign. Yeah, twelve women have accused him of sexual assault and now won't resign. Wow, well, he's just waiting for people to forget. That's what he's waiting for. <laughs> and they asked him, "Did you see the one interview?" They asked him, "He goes, I've touched people." Oh my god, which is such a general <laughs> thing to say. Like I've t I've touched people. We've all touched people. <laughs> yeah, I've touched people. <laughs> John's touching me now. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Like that? Like sexual assault on workplace. How's this for your bi curious nature? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so here's something. the interview with Ari. Butterflies. Yeah, and hope you enjoy it. Well done, Jordan. For the for the theory. <laughs> Come on. Headline in the Daily Star, Peter Pan, millionaire biohacker who injects his own blood, has the body of a five-year-old. Ari Rastigar is 39 and on the show with us today. Ari, can I just start off? How can a person your age have the body of a five-year-old? Explain it to me. Well, you're going to have to explain it to me because I don't know where they got that shit from. <laughs> it's the New York Post. I have... I, I thought I was walking into an article that said uh, how CEOs stay healthy and fit for business, and it turned into that was Peter Pan. So I'm not entirely sure, you know, the clickbait that went into that. Um, yeah, they're a little hyperbolic in the UK tabloids. But it's funny because all the other media outlets just stole that from you, they and they all reported no, and it went, that. And it went everywhere. I mean, so, you know, look, it, it's, it's never – you know, bad press in the sense that so many people saw it and, you know, but our investors are public pension funds, family offices, you know, and, and it was funny, the dichotomy, look, it, pretty much everybody, when they read it, they all know me and they know that I take health and wellness pretty seriously. And everybody knows the New York Post, they, they sensationalize these things to get people to read them. But I don't inject my own blood for the record, right. you know, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I am not Peter Pan, you know. Uh, I definitely am a human being. I don't live in Never Neverland. I don't so, have a crystal ball. Forbes called me the Oracle of Omaha, and I think that's about, I mean, the Oracle of Austin. So I, I think that's as far as it goes of being an Oracle, but I'm not a magician. Right. You <laughs> know, I'm a risk manager. Um, yeah, but, well, I think I think they got it from well the five year old number is that grabbing like organic telomere age is that was the, the idea? Yeah, so yeah, so it's a good question. So so you can measure so the way telomeres work is so for the listeners that maybe don't know so a telomere is the protective sheath of your DNA, 
And so basically as mitosis and meiosis happens, you know, and, and cells split, the telomere begins to shrink. So there's a tremendous amount of data and research around as your telomeres shrink, you become closer to mortality. Okay. And so as your telomeres are shorter, they use a mean average based upon the telomere length of other individuals of that age to determine what a biological age would be. So does that mean you're a five-year-old? No, it does not. But it means that by the length of your telomeres, that is in line with individuals of that age. Right. So you does can that mean clearly that, see my gray hair? Right. You could clearly see, you know, that look, I'm obviously in good shape and I'm healthy, clearly. Um, but that's based upon a, a scientific approach based upon mean ages of other individuals that age. So they're coming to that thing. And so if you go to SpectraCell or LifeLength or TeleYears, it's a bunch of different companies that do it. And I've had several tests done. But the thing that is accurate is I've had not had any attrition of my telomere length over the past five years. There is definitely some data that shows that my telomeres have lengthened, you know, significantly, which is, you know, due to the vitamin regimen and the health regimens that I'm on. Um, but the Peter Pan injecting my own blood, I, I don't even know what that is. Like <laughs> that, need, I, I read it clicks. was like, I, I don't live in Never Neverland. I live in Austin, Texas. You know, like I, I'm an adult. You know, I, you know, we have three beautiful children, my wife and I. Like, I don't like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it seemed like a funny, you know, funny story, um, no doubt. But I do take health and wellness extremely seriously. I am in hyperbaric chambers, which there's a tremendous amount of science around um, of that increasing stem cell production. And uh, have I done, you know, intravenous stem cell work? Absolutely. Along with Peter Thiel and Tony Robbins and, you know, a lot of, you know, huge names that are Dave Asprey, you know, these big names that are in the health and wellness. So I'm not alone. Um, yeah, well, know, I want to ask you about the. So I want to ask you about that. So you go down to Tijuana at seven thousand yeah. dollars a pop. Um, FDA yeah, is coming it ranges. Up. So let's okay. talk, so it ranges. So if you're doing between 30 to 100 million stem cells. Um, it depends on the amount of stem cells that you are having, um, having injected. And I want to be clear in a very humane, in a very humane way to be, to be perfectly clear, because there's been a lot of sensationalism around using, you know, babies and an umbilical cords and just ridiculous things. And I take no part in any of that. <laughs> whatsoever um so it's your own blood they, are they spinning it and essentially extracting them yeah it, it, yeah so so that's one that's one methodology that, that is used and so they extract your own stem cells and inject them into that is one of the one of the methodologies yes do you worry about the drawbacks of any of this stuff like especially the stem cells um i didn't experience any um any side effects that were negative other than being a little tired kind of the first day but i will tell you you know, I'm not big into running. Um, I have a lot of mixed emotions around running. You know, I'm torn between it being a very tribal humanistic movement that we've done for, you know, a hundred thousand years of running and walking being a very human way to act. But the problem is I'm big into posture management. So if your hips are displaced and you run, you're hurting yourself. Right. Right. So there's a fine line between that, but 
Um, so I did a posture methodology called Egoscu, which was founded by an individual named Pete Egoscu. He worked with Jack Nicholas. Um, and, and Jack Nicholas, if you read the testimonies, the famous golfer, y'all you, you know Jack Nicholas, N A U S, right? Um, literally saved his life and, and added 20 years to his golf career. And it's basically about looking at the symmetry of the body, coming up with customized exercises that realign your body. No different than realigning the, the, the tires on a car. Okay. So, what, so I'm, I'm big into that. Yeah. So why doesn't the FDA approve it? Like, why do you have to go down to Mexico? What's their concern? That's. Who, who knows? Maybe the money's in the drugs, not the cure. Right. Yeah. Well, they have you know, said. And, and I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and nor. Do, and maybe it hasn't <laughs> gone through enough clinical trials for the FDA to approve it. I really have no fucking idea, to be per perfectly honest. But um. Well, they're, but they're, no, they they cited tumor growth. That was their drawback. Yeah, I, I read know. That. I read. I read that too. Yeah. You know, and, and then there's a whole body of work that says that. It shrinks them, right? So, so maybe they haven't finished their research, and in, in you know giving the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the FDA has done a lot of tremendously good things. I mean, so it's hard to say that the you know that the FDA is has some nefarious intentions against healing people. But stem cells, acute stem cell injections for your torn meniscus, all that stuff is done in the U.S. I mean, so it, we do. A lot of it, a lot of those things. So it may be the amount that you're in, in invest, uh, in, ingesting, um, they don't agree with yet, or they haven't done enough clinical testing. But all this is my assumption and all just, you know, what I would, I'm guessing the truth of the matter is I have no idea, but I do know people that I respect tremendously and their access to information, such as Peter, such as Tony, such as Dave, that go to these same clinics by these same companies and have seen tremendous results. Um, that was my impetus to, you know, to kind of trust the process. Um, what was your general impetus for going on this journey? Did you kind of live an unhealthy lifestyle before? You know, I, I work like a fucking crazy person, you know, and it's not what I do. It's kind of who I am in that regard. And when you're working 20 hour days, literally, and I don't advise this to young entrepreneurs to work the way that I have or you know, do the things that I've done. And Elon has said the same thing. You know, they've asked him, you know, do you recommend working the way that you do? And he said, fuck no, like, absolutely not. Like, no, I don't. But I'm driven to something and I'm pulled to something that's bigger than me um, that I love. I love what I do, you know, and I started to notice in my early 30s, a drop off of energy. I started to, you know, my skin started to get a little bit more dry, started to kind of lose my hair a little bit. As you know, I have, you know, you, know, you can see I have plenty of hair, started to thin a little bit and started to get a little nervous and I get a little tired, had you know, dark circles under my eyes. So I went on this quest to figure out what the fuck is going on. And my mother was a homeopath growing up. So, and my dad was very much into wellness at one point before he was an attorney, he was a massage therapist. So healthy living or this conversation around, I mean, they were both, my parents were divorced. were both vegetarians in the early nineties before it was cool. <laughs> you right. know? So like before it was like a, like a thing to be vegan or vegetarian. So I grew up in a household um, that was health conscious. So I didn't look to, you know, the Western medicine approach of, you know, maybe take this or the, you know, take Lipitor. If your cholesterol is high, I wanted to find a more, 
um, natural approach. And I have a full-time age management doctor now that, that creates pharmaceutical grade vitamins based upon pulling my blood vitamins, not pharmaceuticals, you know, based upon my blood. And, um, I started to see dramatic changes and I looked at the data, you know, cause I'm very much a data freak and saw shit. My testosterone's low. My cortisol levels are high. You know, my vitamin D is basically zero. My cholesterol is too high. And then in speaking with him, who's a neurosurgeon by train, 40 year neurosurgeon was like, well, you need to eat more fish, stop eating, you know, steak, you know, because clearly you have a propensity for if you're eating red meat, your cholesterol is going to spike. And that's how this all started. So all these other things like the hyperbaric chamber, stem cell, these are all little minuscule add-ons to the fundamentals of move your fucking body, get your heart rate up, however you do that. And by the way, one of the greatest exercises you can do for your joints and your body is walking at an incline. Benjamin Franklin talks about this, you know, 200 years ago, you know, like get on an incline at 5% incline at 3.2 miles per hour and walk for 20 minutes. Both of you who look relatively, you know, fit and tell me you're not sweating your ass off. Right. Yeah. And so- that gets you in, in the target fat burning range and eat more vegetables you know, I don't know, vegan, you know, like I have the Mediterranean diet. I believe in cold water fish that have low mercury, like mackerel, sardines, um, which eat mostly plankton. And I've told this to people before. They say, oh, you are what you eat. No, you're not. You are what you eat eats. Correct. Mm-hmm. Bioaccumulation. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so larger fish like tuna have high mercury because they're large predatory fish. Their mouths are bigger. They eat bigger things. So they eat a bunch of garbage. Do you, you know, worry you about can, do you worry about microplastics in any of the things you're eating? Um yeah, I do. I do. I do a little bit. Um but at the same time there's a lot of other things to worry about too. I also you know worry about chemtrails or breathing what I'm you know, you can only fight so many battles, of course, right? Yeah. What I do know is the fundamental rule is move your body, eat more vegetables, you know, eat more, you know, fish or some sort of lean protein, whether it's a vegan protein, don't eat processed foods, cut sugar out of your diet. And if you do those things, you're reaping 90 plus percent of the benefits. When you're trying most of this stuff, like you're going on this journey, you're kind of doing this R&D. I I saw you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. What, What did you try that you were like either didn't work or it's just not for me? Well, it was more thinking the add-ons were the cure, not fixing the vitamins. And I was looking for a a way to, you know, skip out on exercising as much or changing my diet as well as I should or, (laughs) you know, and, you know, going in the hyperbaric chambers and uh, cryotherapy and Normatec, all these things that you hear about, uh, acupuncture, acupuncturists, you know, different herbs and things. But at the end of the day, it wasn't until... I looked at my health of really looking at the blood, like really seeing, okay, these are the 150 indicators of, you know, what health should be measuring my telomeres. What's the biological age and having an individual who's one of my best friends in the world, uh, Dr. Jacob Rosenstein, who is, I call, you know, in my phone, I have him saved as alien Rosenstein because he's just a genius. I mean, he was a John, I mean, youngest neurosurgeon ever licensed out of Johns Hopkins University, wrote a book called Defy Aging that everybody should buy. 
And he just breaks this stuff down. He's looked at the body from the inside out, as he says, wildly successful man, sweetest person ever. Um, I get introduced to him by a good friend of mine. He's a client of mine in my investment business. And, you know, he started to target it, you know, as a Western with a Western doctor's mind, but also understanding the efficacy of vitamins and hormones and bioidentical hormones and recalibrating them. And every 60, 90 days looking say, Oh, we are taking too much vitamin D. Let's taper that down a little bit. Oh, no, too much. Just Oh, your estrogen's going up. And it's almost like, um, you know, an orchestra, you know, and I wrote the foreword to his book and you'll read it and you'll share the experience, but it's just something you're constantly calibrating. But the fundamentals are, um, I thought the add-ons were the cure and I realized later they were add-ons. I needed to be in the gym. Yeah. I needed to move my body. I needed to eat, you know, whatever. And we actually started it. Uh, my wife and I started the eating thing, you doing the Whole30, which I'm sure you all have all heard about. But we did that how many years ago? Eight years ago? Yeah. So when this, literally it first came out, I'm a book freak. Everybody knows that about me. I read God knows how many books a week. I read everything. I, I read pamphlets for God's sake, like whatever's in front of me. I was an English major in undergrad before law school. But it wasn't until it did we did that and, and felt better, like felt like a like just more energy, just cutting out processed foods, cutting out grains, just that simple thing. I was like, oh, okay, th there's something really here. Not to say I ate really bad, but I was also on Wall Street. You're out late, you're drinking, you're entertaining clients, you're eating big steak, rich dinners. Um, and I knew it wasn't good for me. It wasn't a surprise, but... Um, do you worry going the other, like my concern is going the other way. Cause I know like if you have excess vitamin B6, you can have nerve damage, stuff like that. Do you wonder that if you overkill it with the vitamins and the nutrients that it yeah, starts? No, that's all bullshit. Is it? Those okay. Water soluble vitamins. You just piss out okay. any of the water. The only thing that you should have any, but not all vitamins are created equal. So there's a brand called pure, which is phenomenal as an example. So if you're going to buy the vitamins, your CVS multivitamin and CVS, great company, no knocks, no knocks on GNC, no knocks on CVS is not created equal to the vitamins that a company like Pure, same way as like Honest Company, like our kids as example. Our kids, and by the way, we use it too, like Honest Company makes a phenomenal product. They have no additives, no, you know, it's organic materials you know, whatever is not comparable to some typical body wash that you buy at Walmart that has a million. It, it, it's no, it's no different. It's so only do you go holistic all the way through, like your personal care products are all organic. Like you try to let, yeah, you try to stay away as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, deodorant is a really big one, by the way, like is a really big one. There's a company called Native um, that makes a phenomenal product because a lot of people don't know. First of all, your underarms, um, are one of the most sensitive areas to your lymph nodes, access to your bloodstream. And so a lot of people use deodorant and so much of the chemicals that are coming in the body are coming through deodorant. And so it, aluminum is one of the, is one of the biggest thing components. So, you know, when you get the t-shirts and they turn yellow, yeah. like after a while, that's the aluminum in your deodorant. Right. 
I thought I thought that'd be debunked. But the, the the question I had for you is like, why couldn't you just derive these vitamin and minerals from food? Like, why wouldn't that be it, enough? It, it just does. It just doesn't exist. It's a fallacy. Like the way that our soils. And this is not conspiracy theory. This is nothing around it. Our food just does not have the nutrients that it did 100 years ago, even 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, Whether it's you. from over farming, you know, we can go down the rabbit hole on those issues. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, topsoil degradation. But, but, but yeah. it's just not in the, it's just on the food. Right. It's just not on the food anymore. And so basically you're tricking your body and they call it biohacking and all these different salacious words. I don't like the word biohacking because hacking to me sounds like somebody breaking into someone's computer or something like that. <laughs> I believe in bio-optimism or, you know, optimizing your health or, you know, whatever. But food just doesn't have it. It just doesn't. And so by eating the good food and supplementing it with good nutrition, you're basically fooling your body into thinking that the broccoli had the potassium and the protein in it that it actually didn't. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, I just want to ask you quickly. I know you're tight for time here. Working out. So if you if you're working out with a trainer, I think you work out daily with a trainer. Is that the article says? Yeah, it, de- it it depends. And look, I'm not perfect, man. Like I I I'm I'm a normal guy. Like I I definitely go a week without going to the gym. I travel a lot. I miss my vitamins some days. I love my French fries. I love pizza too. Like so, I want to make it very clear that I'm not trying to win a health award, and I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But I'd like to believe that, you know, 80-20 rule, right? So 80% of the time I'm doing whatever, but if the kids want to eat pizza or I'm on the road driving and I get the craving for a hash brown at McDonald's, trust me, I'm eating it. But does your body just reject it because you're you're cruising at such no, a great – No, not at all because it's so optimized. just kicks it out in a second. Nothing happens. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So when you're working out, are you wor- is there a way to work out for longevity or are you just yes. working – Okay. Yes. How, how do you do that? that? So back to the walking on the treadmill. So there's a way to work out to look like a bodybuilder, right? And if you look at bodybuilders' blood, they're some of the most unhealthy people, period. I'm after longevity, vitality – proper neurological functioning and contribution that this is why I do what I do. I want more energy. I want to be more vibrant. Does it hurt to have good skin and still look good? No, but that's a, that's a byproduct. And skin is the biggest organ. I tell people all the time, you don't need to tell me that you're healthy. What you do in private, you wear in public. I get it. You didn't answer my, you you didn't answer my question. You didn't answer my question. How do I work out for longevity versus, are you saying like, you don't, bodybuilders, they're overtraining, so their body's emitting a lot of toxins? Overtraining, it's putting too much stress on the joints. It's putting too much stress on the heart. And most bodybuilders, as an example, and not fitness trainers, like bodybuilding in general, they're taking a bunch of hormones. They're overtaking a bunch of stuff and they're overeating. It's just an excess and to, for longevity, to answer your question more poignantly, is less is more, actually. Running a marathon actually is unbelievably hard on your heart and your and your joints and your body, the injuries that you sustain. So finding animal movements, bear crawling, crab crawling, tra- more tra- pull-ups using your own body weight, calisthenics, yoga – you know, these types of movements and go back to just the ancient natural law, the things that have worked for thousands and thousands of years, whether that's business, whether that's exercise, there is a congruency between all of them. 
Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, it sounds like a lot of the time you're just kind of mimicking what we used to do before we were overworked and eating crap that, food. That, you nailed it. That, that's what it is. And getting great sleep. And by the way, I'm, you know, a hypocrite for saying that hit me. I didn't sleep for most of my life, you know, working crazy hours, but getting good sleep, making sure that your room is completely dark, cold, you know, turn off the blue light on your phone so you don't fuck up your circadian rhythms, you know, and making sure your body is actually getting some restorative sleep, which is very important. You know, recovery is very underrated because people want to write books about movement and activity and whatever. And writing a book about recovery doesn't sound that sexy, but it's as important. I do the same thing as you. I, I sleep in 68 degrees Fahrenheit. It changes your life. Yeah. Yeah, it changed your life. And some people, but you have to also know what yours is. 68 for you and I is perfect. You ask my wife, she gets, has to sleep at 72. Right. Yeah, if, no, I've read articles as you can go as low as 66 for optimal health. It, it, it depends. It, it really, it really, again, this whole concept of just taking vitamins, you're throwing darts in, you know, in the dark. We have to get into your constitution that is the future of health and wellness and by the way i'll give you an example when i first so we all know of turmeric right it's a superfood so good for you unbelievably healthy i'm allergic as hell to it right so do you I swap know something else I, in no i took a blood test called an alcott test found i'm allergic to it so for me turmeric is bad but for you it could be good so the key is like a custom suit is you have to find out what works for your constitution and this goes into blood type like for example people that have b blood type i'm a b negative so b blood types can sustain more meat they can, their bodies can process it better does that mean go eat the junk meat that is pumped through antibiotics and don't eat organic stuff no Go to your local farm, get whatever, but we can handle more meat. Certain other blood types like type A's have a better propensity for being vegetarian because their body can hold protein better. So there's no one size fits all is the point. There are certain fundamental truths, but it's about figuring out what works for you. Yeah, no, I get Personally. it. I, it, 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 it people's, people's, that's the whole problem with the diet industry is that everything works different for people. So someone who's a it vegan, does. it works for them, but it doesn't work for someone like me. That's right. And, and, it, and it's being and, and you need to figure out and hormones are very important. I mean, hormones is, is critical. And I assure you, 99% of people that aren't on hormone replacement therapy have hormone deficiencies. And that's just life. That's from living, stress, working. And it's not a knock on. You could be eating healthy, whatever. And posture therapy, I recommend everybody go learn a Goscue. E-G-O-S-C-U-E. And I'll give you a simple example. Very simple example. Let's say I'm eating perfect, exercising perfect, but my hips are like this, my shoulder is like this, and I'm doing bench press, whatever. Not only are you not activating the right muscle, but you're putting too much stress here. Your hips are out of line. Yes, you're jogging every day, but you're about to tear your freaking ACL because your hips are like this. And you're putting stress on your intestines, which is a hose that if you're crimping it, even with the best food, your intestines aren't going to work. Right. It just exacerbates with every workout. That's yeah. yeah. So, oh, I'm being healthy. I'm eating broccoli. What if you're fucking allergic to broccoli? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. And by the way, when my wife first got her test, she was allergic to lettuce. To lettuce. <laughs> did she She's do like another sitting, test, sitting, though? Sitting right here laughing right now. No, but did she do another test or did she kind of? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and it changes. So every year, so if you cut it out, your body is really smart. So now I'm not allergic to turmeric anymore. 
Interesting. Because I you cut re- it out. And then you reintroduced it. Then you reintroduce it. Yeah. And yeah. so this is, this is a constantly, this is a, this is a, you know, for lack of some dumb cliche, a journey or whatever you want to say is you need to listen to your body, stretching your body, moving your body, getting your heart rate up, but getting it up beyond a certain threshold burns muscle mass. That's not what you're after. You want to burn excess fat. So you need to have a heart monitor and know by your age, there's a mathematical calculation of where that heart, where your heart rate should be. For me, it's about 123 beats from per minute where I'm actually burning fat. That's where I want to be. No more, no less. Sounds like a full-time job. Sounds like a full-time job. This whole thing sounds like a full-time job. Oh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's beyond a full-time job. It's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I don't, I'm sure a lot of people are critical of you. I I invest in my health. I've tried, I'm I'm like you, I go holistic and it's worked for me. Anytime you're doing anything that's anything, if someone's not criticizing you for something, you're not doing shit. Theme of the show. Okay, last question. I know you got to go. What, is there an age goal you have in mind? Age is a function of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Mark Twain. (laughs) That's a non-answer. The only age that I care about is the age that I stop contributing to society. Do you think it's in the realm of possibilities that you could hit, say, 130? I've, there's many people that have reached 130. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. No, I mean. Many people. No, there's, I mean, there's documented history of people reaching 130 right now. So, and I don't know what they were doing. I mean, I know I know a guy that passed away a couple of years ago, smoked two packs of cigarettes, lived to 106. Yeah, I've seen those people, and they're drinking so their whole think, life. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't look at the world in that term of I'm going to live till 130. I look at today. Am I? Am I? You know, I we do this incantations, and we do it with our children. I am happy, healthy, full of energy. To the minute that I'm not happy, healthy, and full of energy, and I'm not contributing to society and adding and creating value, I'm gone. Got it. That could be 500 years old. It can be freaking 42. I don't know. But do you think people will live forever? Do you think we'll hit that? I think that you should read Ray Kurzweil's work, who's the director of engineering for Google, and look at what he does, what he's talked about in Singularity. He believes that immortality is within the next 30 years. I don't know if I agree with him or whatever, but you should watch his theory on Singularity and read his book called Transcend. And he's pretty convinced that immortality will be a choice. I don't know. I don't agree with them. I don't really think about it. You know, myself, I just think about, I just know the fundamentals and fundamentals is what wins championships in whatever you do, basketball, health, business, fundamentals. And the fundamentals are move your body, you know, eat unprocessed foods, cut out, right? Like we can all agree on those things. And that's where my focus is. And to me, this is only about contribution and being able to be my best self for all the different roles that I play in my life. The rest is, I don't fucking care. Cherry on the top. Yep, I get you. Yeah, but in the process of doing it, you will look a little better. You will feel a little better. You will walk a little bit prouder, I've, co- I've come to notice. Your skin will, will clear up a little bit if you have some blemishes. But that, to me, is all window dressing, right? Like that's, that, that's just an added bonus. If I felt the way that I felt and that stuff didn't happen, I really wouldn't give a shit. Did you get the COVID vaccine? Um, I did not yet, but I have antibodies. Mm. I've heard that. I've heard there's no point in getting it if you have already had it within well, I have a year. An- I have antibodies and until I don't have antibodies, it's not a discussion. Um, 
worth having for me personally. I think for a lot of people that are in the high risk factors based upon the data, it's very important. If you have hypertension, if, you have, if you're morbidly obese, if you're older and susceptible to those things and traveling, I think there's a big case to be made. Vaccines have saved thousands, hundreds of millions of people's lives you know, around the world. So I'd like to believe I live in a world where there's not an agenda of it being some kind of conspiracy theory, but I don't have enough data to draw those conclusions. But I know that vaccines, look at polio, look at smallpox, vaccines cured those things of the world. Mm, yeah. And so you can't discount that. So do I know about this one? I don't have enough information to do that, but since I have the antibodies, you know, myself and my family does, it doesn't make sense right now because that's all it's doing is creating antibodies. So if you have the antibodies, why would you get the vaccine? I, I so agree with you. I haven't made a decision. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to coerce people. When they yeah, but I think to. that people doing the vaccine that are in, in that risk factor area that they've clearly delineated, I'm not a doctor and obviously seek medical, but, you know, don't seek my advice by any stretch of the imagination. But in my eyes, outside looking in, I can see how that makes a lot of sense for people that are in those demographics or, you know, being around people or people on the front lines that are exposed to it or things of that nature. And the numbers that I've read on this vaccine is there's been a lot of a lot less negative reactions of vaccines in the past. So the data has been pretty conclusive about that. Yep. Um, so it's been pretty optimistic as far as as far as I'm concerned. And I hope for the best, man. I, I, I'm ready for the world to open up again. And I want people to feel safe and I want people to get back to living their lives and whatever it takes to do that, both, you know, psychologically and practically is what I'm all for. For sure. Well, Ari, you're my favorite uh, five-year-old. I don't even know where they, I still don't know where they got that <laughs> from. Pan, bro. <laughs> I don't Peter even, Pan. I still don't even know how you could look at it. It, it. it doesn't make sense, but yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for your time. Where can uh, people find you, hear about you, read your books, I'm pre- anything I'm like that? easy to find, but I mean, you can just Google Rastigar, Google my name. You can find me. You know, it's, uh, it's not that hard. Actually, an 11-year-old in the UK, if you saw the New York Post, you know, if he's able to find me, I'm sure if someone wants to find me, they can um, if they're interested. And, um, you know, we're doing a lot of great stuff down here in Austin, all through the Sun Belt and, um, you know, helping a lot of people. And that makes me happy, you know, from high net worth individuals all the way to public pension funds and family offices. And um, if I can help, you know, reach out and, you know, and um, a lot of that stuff does end up getting to me. So I do take a lot of those calls personally um, because I enjoy it. I enjoy being able to help people. And um, if I can do it, I will. And um, if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff, they, you know, it's pretty easy to find. Yeah. You're pretty centered. You're a walking advertisement for health, frankly. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you seem, you seem like things just come and go. So uh, there's something to be learned from that. Definitely. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. And um, I very much enjoyed speaking to you gentlemen. And uh, my podcast uh, launches in about three months. My book comes out this summer called The Gift of Failure. Um, I'll be sure to send you all copies of it when it comes out. And um, yeah. Yeah, drop Hopefully us an email. We'll put it much. in the show notes uh, in a few months when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks, sorry for your time. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. You have a great day. Take care. Bye.